Welcome back to Retail Therapy on the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. My name's Will DeFreeze. Barrett, how are we doing today? I'm doing okay. Um, you know, mostly good, just a little bit confused because last week I signed up and told Ticketmaster that I would like some Taylor Swift tickets mm-hmm. for next fall, fall of 2024, where there are more release dates. You know, mm-hmm. there are there are new new tour dates, new cities. Um, it's all happening again. And I was supposed to get an email today, you know, saying that I, here are your Taylor Swift tickets. I even gave them a couple options for dates. I said, I'm, you know, I'm flexible. I'll go on this one or that one. And I, I haven't, I haven't gotten anything yet that, you know, I have not gotten my link to purchase my Taylor Swift tickets. So that's I, weird. It's, it's just really, you know, it's a strange, it's a strange thing. And I just, you know, I'd like, I'd like to have my Taylor Swift tickets now, please. Thank you. I, 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 I can believe she's adding tour dates. I also can't believe she's adding tour dates because I feel like we've been in the eras tour for what's longer than an era at this point. Like this, <laughs> like this has been an insane tour. I feel like when I saw her, which I, I granted, I did see her very early in the eras tour. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a year ago and I know it wasn't, but right, it just feels right. like forever. And I'm glad that everyone's going to get to enjoy the Eras tour as much as I did. I'm glad that. Well, maybe not because well, yeah, I'm not, they're not, you know, I'm not getting my email here. Why don't you just find your brother-in-law's sketchy friend uh-huh. who bought tickets <laughs> through Ticketmaster and then why don't you lowball him for the tickets hoping yeah. that he'll go for it out of guilt and then you get them and that, then you go to the I'm, concert. I mean I'm 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 open to, to any opportunities. So I just I just need to check in with my I guess my future brother in law to see if he has any sketchy or shady friends yeah. that have access to tickets. All but I'm saying it, is that it works for me. It it did make me it did make me think uh it made me think of a question. How long do you think she could go on this tour and continue giving billions to the economy and selling out stadiums for days and days in a row? There is no limit. You you think uh, there has to be a limit? There, there has to be. I don't, a, there has to be a spot. No no changes to the tour, just as it is. The but the three hour show she's going to do forty five songs. The stuff. The but but the nothing else about it changes. She just continues touring the globe. City after city, four or five nights in a row in every city. Like how long? How like how long do you think she could go? I think she could go four years, five yeah, years. Okay. Because even if the even if the greater, um, you know, yearning for it went away, mm-hmm. that means prices come down, and that means that suddenly people like me who have already gone are going, going again. again. Like yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to travel a crazy amount of time to go see the tour, but if she's coming through my hometown and right. I'm doing it, like right. then w- right. let's roll. Yeah, and she's right. She's already set you up with the expectation that it's like fifteen hundred a ticket. So suddenly, like five hundred a ticket, which is still astronomical for a concert, so it feels very reasonable, you know. Well, so yeah, it's it's um. Look, when all of this started, when the Eras tour started, I, I I felt kind of crazy, being like, I don't think anything like this has ever happened before. But now I keep hearing that refrain, like that this is like nothing like this has ever happened before in the world of concerts. Like this is the biggest show. Of all time, point blank period, it's not really close, and so I feel a little bit vindicated for 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 blowing the the, the horn early and being like, "This is unprecedented." I don't really understand why she doesn't just go the same way that like Deadheads did, where she just tours constantly and just has people follow her around. And she just switches it up every night, and yeah. she can make she can sustain this for you know decades on decades on decades. <laughs> like, I mean, the the, the formula is there for touring; just yeah, make it happen. You know, I don't know if Love Story lends itself to as as many arrange changes in arrangement as uh, as Dead and Co songs do. I, I, 
Do you want a rebuttal to this? Do you want a rebuttal to this? Yeah. All too well, 10 minute version. If you're telling okay, me that we right. wouldn't do blanks, yeah, 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 there are yeah. so many Swifties out there that would love a 23 minute version of blank space. That's okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Give me, just give me folklore, like maybe an acoustic set for a little sure, bit. And sure. then we can just do a second set of uh, just some 23 minute long versions of some songs. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, um, I'll keep you all updated on, on, uh, on whether or not that, that email ever comes through. Yeah. But, um, okay. But Let me the, know. In the meantime. Is that um, the new I'm, master's tickets email? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It really is. Uh, I'm not sure which is harder at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for today's episode though. Well, before we get into today's episode, or at least the the really good stuff of today's episode, let's get some official business out of the way. First and foremost, please go follow Retail Therapy at retail.pod on Instagram. That's probably the best place you can get your updates. Uh, if you're looking for all the information that we talk about on these episodes, whether it's links, uh, whether it's wish list items, whether it's articles to or uh, links to articles that we've talked about, whatever it may be. Um, you can go sign up for the newsletter. There's a link to the Substack in the description of this episode, and we send out something on every single release day that has, or maybe the day after. You never know. You never know. It might be the day after. Uh, with just everything you need to know. Um, it's just our little kind of guide to everything retail therapy that week. Just go make it happen. And uh, finally, you can watch all these episodes at, on YouTube at youtube.com slash Podcast. It's a very good way to take these episodes in, especially given that uh, Barrett is essentially like just a really skilled DJ with his uh, his operating of the, the screen whenever we're talking about certain items or certain things. Sir, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes sometimes I, I, I manage to get the job done. Mm -hmm. But also, don't mm -hmm. you just want to see us, you know? True. True. Uh, I think they'd rather see like the... <laughs> The fits. The, the products. The Johns. The, the Johns, yeah. Okay. Uh, and before we really talk about anything, I do think that uh, maybe we need to confront something. Okay. Um, it's very rare. The most controversy we've seen up until this point has been when someone on this podcast said that dirty martinis and oysters were out. This past week, though, we saw some more controversy um, marring the podcast. It really had to do with, with girl dinners. And... We know about algorithms. We're very familiar with how these things work. And sometimes your videos, they hit an algorithm and you just don't know what's going to happen. Well, we hit, an we hit an algorithm that we haven't hit before with retail therapy. And this was talking about girl dinners. And a lot of people were not happy um, with our portrayal of girl dinners, Barrett. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Do you think we so, need to feel bad or apologize? Um, okay. I've got, I've got a couple of thoughts here. <laughs> the first one is that I feel like Instagram is figuring out the TikTok thing where they take a video and they're like, oh, we're putting you in the vortex. Mm -hmm. And they throw you into the specific algorithm that's going to generate what they think is the most buzz and the most engagement on your videos. Because this happens on OCC quite often, where we'll like, you know, say that we thought Mission Impossible 7 was just all right. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, like, suddenly, it, that video on TikTok has hundreds of comments from the Tom Cruise Hive just, like, railing against us, even though they definitely have no idea who the we cruise are. cruise missiles? They definitely don't know that we have a podcast. They definitely have never seen our face. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, it's teed up for the right people to come to come engage on the post in a way that, that maybe you um, wish they wouldn't. Uh, okay. Having said that, I, I will say that when I saw this reel of us clipped together— I didn't think any of the imagery was very representative of girl dinner. Okay. Okay, that's fair. So I, I before we even fair. got before we even got caught in the wave, it, it was either it's either like a mess on the kitchen counter that we show or it's a charcuterie board. Here's and so I didn't that that is one thing that maybe people 
bristled at is that we didn't do a great job of actually showing what girls are saying girl dinner is. Uh, I got the feeling. Does that make sense? So, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. That's a that's very valid. That's very valid. Um, I, I admittedly, and I, I hate that I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I deleted some comments out of out yeah, of stress. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I saw some people getting very hate fueled, and <laughs> whenever I see hate fueled comments, uh, part of me clamps up a little bit. Is that I, because we were being accused of mansplaining? We were being accused yeah, of mansplaining. Yeah. Well, and we are men, and we were trying to explain something. So that I mean, that's fair. It's a fair. It's a fair accusation. I it's guess. tough. I'm never gonna. I'm, I don't tell people what. I don't tell people like how to identify or anything like that. Um, I am a straight white male, and I think that sometimes uh, some of the things that we talk about, uh, we might get some, we might get some assumptions thrown our way sure. because of yeah. how we identify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. To anyone out there who feels as though we mansplain girl dinner, I apologize. I really hope that we can all uh, eat girl dinners or boy dinners without shame yes. and without yeah. plates. Yeah. And yeah. so, to anyone out there who was offended by girl dinners, uh, all I have to say is, I see you. Uh, I do not apologize. But we will uh, move forward, maybe trying to make some imagery better and maybe just trying to uh, it's, overall uh, just enjoy our girl dinners. Yeah. And this that's the that I think that that's the big takeaway. Everybody can enjoy girl dinner or boy dinner however they want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no, th th there's no right way to do it. The problem is we're sitting here. We're, we're, we're you know, we are we're take we're t facing this head on. And yet nobody that made a comment is listening to this podcast. I know, that's the hard part. Because if they had, they would know that our conversation was far longer and more nuanced than the one-minute clip that we're able to put out no, on, no. on I the like, social platform. I like so. drawing conclusions from less than a minute of audio, <laughs> and I like raining on people's enjoyment of things immediately online. That's what I do, and that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah. But, <sighs> um, man, Girl Dinner, was, Girl Dinner was wild. Like, a week after we recorded this, I was, like, catching up on a, a pod, some podcasts that I listened to. <laughs> and, like... What part of the part of what's insane about the algorithm is that people are like, oh my god, you're so late on this, and it's like, well, we're not. It's just that uh, you haven't heard this. Like, it's just that you're seeing this clip like a week and a half later, right? And that's going to be hard for you. That's going to be tough. Yes. Yeah. Um. But the but I, this anyway. This podcast like took the first ten minutes to cover girl dinner. It's not a pop culture or lifestyle podcast. So the 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 fire. That that girl dinner caught was really that was something because everybody was covering girl dinner, which I think everybody like the opinions just were really flying about it because because it was it just really you know I like girls it I like dinner. the culture I like girl dinners I like so, anyone that participates in girl dinners yeah. I'm just gonna leave it at that I had to make breakfast for dinner last night because the salmon that I bought from Central Market I'm putting you on blast Central Market it was rank and I had to we had to audible and I suggested girl dinner. But I ended up making breakfast for dinner instead. So, I had salmon from Central Market for dinner last night. <laughs> what location did you hit? <laughs> the, the the one right by my house, West, right. the Westgate location. Okay, okay. Yeah. How's go up north. How's up north? Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. There's a part of me last night that was like, "Is this salmon a little weird?" Did you go it's... wild caught, or did you go like for lasso, like something farmed? I'll be honest. Know? I don't know what Sally no. bought. Okay. Usually, she hits that wild caught because she knows that I, I like. Ever since going pesco, she knows that I've become like a little bit of a snob. Yes. She also knows that I don't like eating seafood on Mondays because I think that it's leftover from the weekend, and so Th I, I almost feel okay. like there's more pressure for her to get the wild caught. Man, that's a great point, though. Like maybe that's what happened to me because I did buy it on Sunday, cooked it Monday. It could have been just the remnants of the Sunday of the weekend haul. They doubled up our order because we did a grocery order uh -huh. on the uh, on the tarmac while we got in from our trip, and uh, they doubled up our order. And Sally did something I'm not a fan of. What's that? She put the extra salmon in a stasher bag mm -hmm. and she froze it. 
Okay. And so now I'm never gonna be looking. I'm never gonna be able to look at that <laughs> stasher, stasher bag again without being like, man, that thing smells like salmon on the inside. It's just tough. Yeah, yeah. I love stasher bags, but like knowing, I think like overall, like they're so net positive. But there's something about just knowing, like, ooh, there was something moldy in there at some point, and I'm not sure how well this got cleaned because I was the one cleaning it, and I'm not very good at cleaning stuff sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, it's probably one of my toxic traits. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I compost. I compost like crazy. Recycle literally everything I can, but I'm out here using Ziplocs left and right. Yeah. Ever since I saw an article the other day that said that if you are are vegetarian, that you've already reduced your carbon footprint by over 75% compared to people that do eat meat. Mm -hmm. And I I wish I didn't know that (laughs) because like now I just, I have this like air about me where I feel superior to everybody. Just like, oh, my carbon footprint is nowhere near what yours is. You're just out here using single plastics like crazy Mm because you know that your carbon footprint is already so low. Yeah. Like when I, when you have the freedom to do that. (laughs) When I'm on a toast tab and I'm checking out, I select, uh, (laughs) yes, I do want plastic wear and then I just throw it away. Yeah. 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 bad boy that's baller shit <laughs> <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online whether you're just starting out or managing and growing your brand squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website engage with your audience and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms I absolutely love Squarespace. It's so easy. All you have to do is go sign up and it kicks you into their back end. And all you have to do is just hang out, explore. You can choose a template to go off of. You can edit that template so easily from fonts to colors to size to anything. I mean, there are so many different customizations that you can make without having to know how to code, without having to know how to do anything. That is just simple and straightforward. I have no web design prowess, or I didn't, at least when I started to use Squarespace. And I created a website that has launched me into what I do for a career today. There are so many use cases for it, whether you're just collecting emails for email blasts, whether you're selling products, whether you're blogging, whether you're doing whatever, just trying to portray your business in a beautiful or responsible way. Squarespace, it's, it's it's the way to do it. Um, I ride for them about as hard as I'll ride for any company. I would do this ad read for free if they asked me to. Wow, that's big of you. Like, please don't ask me to do that, Squarespace. <laughs> like, I enjoy our relationship. But if you want me to do it, I'll do a make good at some point. I love Squarespace. They are the best. It's the most intuitive. It's the easiest to use. It's the prettiest. It's, yeah, you it's don't need to simple. go anywhere else. It's just simple. Um, go make it happen. Whether you want to uh, send out those emails or blog or whatever, Squarespace is the one. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash scaries to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash scaries for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, Barrett, we got a quick hitter real quick. Um, I'm a little annoyed. I like Grub Street overall as a website. I think they've got some interesting articles. But they came at something recently that I've seen a lot of people coming at. And I just need to get your take because I feel like you can keep me in check an appropriate amount. Okay. All right. Uh, What I'm going to ask you is, is this in or out, Barada? All right. So... I, I, full disclosure, I tried to bump this off of the, uh, the you list did. today. I made you do um, it. Yeah. But, but, but here we are. It is, it's very, I had a feeling you might, you know, that, that you might push back on it because it does feel very retail therapy. The, the whole, you know, the, 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 this is a, this is right in our lane. Here's why, here's I'm a Barada boy, Barrett. Okay. Here, and here's, here's the thing. I'm not. I never order burrata. I don't care about burrata. Okay. Like, I like a mozzarella. Like, I like cheese, but I just do not. I don't choose burrata off of a menu. This is fair. This is fair. I'm not going to tell you not to, but I'm going to ask you a question that I'm too scared to ask in the moment at a restaurant because I don't want to derail the vibes at a group dinner. <laughs> okay. Why don't you like burrata? Um, 
too soupy? Yeah, it's <laughs> I, I mostly just don't want like yeah, I don't know. It's just it's usually low on my list for as as far as appetizers. I'd rather have something with like a little bit of protein, or I'd rather go maybe seafood with it with like shrimp or oysters, or I'd rather get something like the like I don't know, like if you're if if you're Italian, I'm looking more at like a, like a calamari okay. or something like that. Okay. Like I don't know. It's just I'm. Here's the thing. The the generally the only place that I allow a massive amount of cheese to come before my meal, which will most likely also have a shitload of cheese. Is it a Tex-Mex restaurant? Yeah. But I tried, but like if I'm going to a te- to an Italian food place and I'm going to get a pizza or like a pasta with meat and cheese, I generally don't want to order like the bruschetta before that. I get it. You know? I get and it. so sometimes that's what, sometimes that's what burrata kind of feels like to me. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not here to champion burrata. I'm yeah. not here to convince anyone that they need to start loving it because I've been conflicted solely by people's reactions when I pitch burrata. And now I have some clarity around that. I will say that even though I ride for burrata, based on the vibes just in general, which are we know are constantly shifting. They are, yeah. Uh-huh. We do know that. I do think it's certified out right now. So, okay. I and haven't seen let- someone that wasn't <laughs> me order burrata in months, if not years. Let me piggyback on that because let's uh, let's hark let's hark back to I don't know uh, 2015 or 16 when a, uh, a small Instagram account was gaining steam by the name of the Fat Jewish. Uh-huh. He was constantly talking about getting burrata at restaurants. Don't tell me that. And that was, All right, fuck and that was like seven years. Hey, burrata, not into. So, it. I, so it part and one of the things that the Grub Street article calls out is basically that this is just like overstate its welcome as like the appetizer du jour. Okay, and that's it fair. Compares it to like a kale Caesar, which is basically on you know, you just throw a dart and you'll hit a menu with a kale Caesar on it. That that that's kind of what they're calling out here a little bit too. Was my read? I can't I can't jump on but, the kale Caesar look, hate if, train if, because if, that's something that Sally makes like almost weekly. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm tired well, that, of it, but that, like that's a sign of its ubiquity that we're now we're we're at home making kale Caesars. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'd rather. Most of the time, I'd rather have a kale Caesar with some some salmon or some shrimp on it than like it's a girl dinner. But yeah, it's like a great dish. lately, I've been skewing. I'd rather go girl dinner than kale Caesar. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you don't you know jump on this podcast and start telling people what what girl dinner is, then we then you should be okay. <sighs> I'm just sorry. I'm like a little bit mourning the the death of burrata. Like it's it's weird because if we go out to a restaurant and you order this, I'm sure I'm gonna have a good time. I'm, no, it's probably great. No, 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 no. Everyone afterwards gonna be texting in some side chat, being like, "Dude, I can't believe Will's still ordering burrata like like a dork. Like he is so 2016. He's so pre pandemic. What's his problem? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, now that you've said now that you've uh, now that you've said that, I probably will start a side chat, a side group text if you do, if you order burrata. I just can't ride for things that the fat Jewish is like standing because like it's just he and I are just on different waves right now. Like, do you remember when he and Emily Ratajkowski came out with like Babe Rose? Yes. Do you remember when he was like the witness at her wedding to like that <laughs> yeah, other yeah, that to, dude yes. to like whatever uh-huh. Sylvester or whatever his name yeah, was? How could like, I forget, man? It's like, a it's a seminal moment in pop culture history. I actually thought it was great they got married in a courthouse because she could have she could have gone full like Sophia Richie and had right, like the most right. aesthetic crazy wedding that she wanted, whatever. And I kind of respect that she just went New York courthouse. Yeah, calling it. Yeah. Anyway, enough about Barada. We can bump that. Uh, it is time. So we need to talk very quickly about some uh, 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 aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this week's aesthetic that we're going to discuss is darkroom core. I had never heard of this before. But 
the second you see a photo of it, you're like, okay, this makes sense. Um, darkroom core is essentially just what you would think. It looks like you're in a dark room. And if you're not familiar with a dark room because you're under the age of 35 and didn't have one in your <laughs> high school, let me explain. When you develop film, you go into a room that essentially just has red lights. That's yeah, what bars look like, like now. Like big trays of water mm -hmm. in them too. Yeah. yeah, I never actually did anything in our dark room. I always thought the people that were using the dark room were pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. It's a very cool thing to be able to say that, that you're doing, right? Also a little bit serial killer killery though, which which is part of this, this aesthetic because part of what people are liking about it is that it feels dangerous. It does feel a little dangerous. You know? It feels a little dangerous because you could be in someone's basement. Because you could just be like, I don't know, just in a dark bar and a just, dark alley. Yeah, things are just confusing in all this red light too, right? Like the the, the server's about to bring out your plate of burrata and it's just going to look super pink. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maybe this is a good way of like masking food that's gone a little bit bad. Like you can't uh, tell if your salmon is bunk or not because like it's <laughs> you're just in this like really red room. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this salmon just like hyper, hyper, you know, is it radioactive or am I just eating in a restaurant with a dark room core aesthetic? Nick Mathers, who owns hospitality company that uh, manages this restaurant that they're talking about, I think the Rouge Room, um, he said that diners, quote, love the whole energy of the room. They just call it a vibe. <laughs> I think I laughed out loud when I read that. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> We're in a bad we're in a bad place in 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 culture when like the best thing that somebody can say about a restaurant or a room or an aesthetic or a bar or a, is that it's a it's a vibe. Oh yeah, it's just a vibe. Oh dude, it's just a whole vibe. It's a whole there. vibe. In there. I'm I'm guilty of it. I probably did it already today <laughs> on this episode. I mean, I think that there is something to this. I think dive bars are really having a moment right now overall. Yeah, yeah. I think that people are liking like this is almost maybe a more dangerous version of the night lux aesthetic. Like right. like this just feels like a little more I'm ready to go do something a little wild as opposed to night lux was just kind of like I'm eating a really overpriced meal. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know. This is like you might try to go home with with somebody that has like a like a sex dungeon. Like a or like a, like a tattoo that you would never imagine, like like that you cannot take home to your right, parents. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I don't know how I feel about this overall. Like I feel like I'm too old to be hanging out in places that have this like lighting, but that's just a personal thing. Um, it I, seems. I, I mean, I, I like it for bars. I like where you're going. You know, with the more like like kind of dive bar aesthetic, or just kind of like you know you know the red red carpets on the floor red lighting on the walls um it's kind of it's kind of giving uh the the greatest the greatest showman a little bit <laughs> <laughs> starring Hugh Jackman it's got like a little bit of like a carnival vibe i don't know if anybody's ever watched uh the movie babylon i don't think many people saw it but it was uh i i quite liked it and there's a whole scene where toby maguire is like this weird little la guy and he takes you on like a tour of what's essentially a 1920s la haunted house um, and that's, that's also kind of what this is reminding me of. So it is, you know, it's, it's cool. It's like red light district. It's, it's, um, you know, it's kind of sexy. It's a little old world. Uh, I, the, the one thing, my, my only pushback is kind of like we said up top. I don't know if I want to eat dinner under a bunch of red light. I don't think I do either. I'd like, I think I kind of need to be able to see what the food looks like. Yeah. I think I just want to like get drunk under the red lights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, what I'm about to say is pretty insufferable. Okay. <laughs> From an aesthetic standpoint, like one of the tough parts about this darkroom core is that like I can't throw a darkroom core photo on my grid. 
Like it's going to throw off the entire vibe of my grid and it's going to be like sticking out like a sore thumb. So it's going to be stories only if I'm just, you know, having a night out at one of these places. Yeah. And so I, it's tough. Like, I just don't really know. Uh, I'm just gonna have to workshop it. I think we need to go somewhere with some red lights and take some photos and just see what we need to do. Yeah. I was trying to, the, the only place that I can really think of Austin wise right now is, um, what is it called? Like redheaded stepchild Yeah, with their floppy disc repair yeah. spot. Yeah. I feel like one that's got two. a lot of it. I, are I, they the those, same thing? I think those are the same thing. I always yeah. mix them up and then I get corrected by I someone younger than me. I think it's called redheaded like stepchild and the sign outside says floppy disc repair. Okay. Okay. Um, can you imagine that, if you had a floppy disc that needed repair and you went up there and they told you they couldn't do it because it was a bar? Wouldn't you just be like devastated? <laughs> I, somebody surely has done that as a gag, right? Some some like Austin tech guy <laughs> that like does not go out. He's you just think, trying. You, you think we have anybody listening to the podcast that doesn't know what a floppy disk is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we asked um, We That's... asked uh, intern Callie during her time here if she was aware of what a floppy disk was. And I think she was uh, She was in the negative there. She had yeah. no clue what we were talking about. Okay. Did you ever, ever have a zip disk? Yes, I did. I thought I was so high tech when I got my zip disk and yeah. I put like MP3s on it. Oh, you could have so much on a zip disk? So much on a zip disk. <laughs> Crazy amounts. Um <laughs> We do have a bunch of listener questions today, but with the start of the EPL season upon us, uh, it's beginning on Friday. I personally cannot wait. It's my favorite time of year uh, because Manchester United is still in the title race, which is always super fun. Um, we've got several Ladcore things that I think we need to confront right now. Wait, Barrett. how are they? How are they on the uh, the how how are they on um, the the path to the title if the, the season just started? Because they're not uh, in like sixth, back by like ten points yet. How many matches have there been? Zero. Oh, okay. We're starting Friday. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's tied for first. You're right just now. saying, okay, right. We're also, right, everyone's yes. also tied for relegation right now. So well. everybody is in the mix. Yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of the, the beginning of a season. I've been on a very, I've been on a tear lately, just taking in all the new jerseys coming out, of which we could probably do it. We could have done an entire like special episode about all the different kits that have been dropping. But instead, I think we're just going to single out a few things that are just pretty, you know, cool looking. Um, where do you want to start here, Barrett? Um, I think because we 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 launched with the EPL, we should start with the the Man U kit. Okay, okay. Last night, Manchester United put out something on Instagram that was club legend Roy Keane exiting a tunnel and kind of being a little ambiguous about what was going on. And people were theorizing that because he had never worked with the team before or with these owners before that maybe they were selling the club. People were just wondering if he was going to start working for the club in some kind of official capacity. No, 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 my friends, the, the best case scenario has come about. We got some sick new kits and what we got today is something the man you has not done in a long time, which is a very like simplified, dumbed down, just clean white kit it's giving real madrid and i fucking love it yeah so there's one thing that stands out to me and maybe i'm maybe i'm you know just adult that hasn't been paying attention but isn't this also a brand switch up Uh, in terms of what has man you been adidas for a while now? they've been it for a little bit now yeah Okay. now that i say that i already know i sound like an idiot yeah you your your black crew is is like a is a three stripes thing yep right yeah 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 Yeah. they i think this is honestly just better looking than the stuff that they've been doing maybe is it is it that they've gone back to this 2000s adidas logo maybe they've also gotten rid of i think might that might be what is like standing out to me is it's specifically that logo which I remember very, very fondly because that is like the Adidas logo of my childhood. 
and it looked it looked very new to me. It looked very catching. Yeah, and then they also took off like the badge and just put the little red devil there, mm. which is a huge simplification off of the old jerseys, which were just really not that great. Um, but I mean, it's this is the cleanest jersey they've put out in forever, and so I'm just all in. I'm very happy about this. I'm probably going to get one and I'm probably going to get a matching one for my son. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a good kit. Uh, I do, I do like it. I like the, I like the simplicity of it all. It's all good. But, um, but you do have to be a little bit disappointed that, uh, that Pirelli isn't your sponsor. Are we, are we talking about (laughs) the, uh, uh, Randy, do you have your hand ready? Are we talking about the Leon door drop on I'm a Leon door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 are because they uh, within that drop they included what might be one of the you know top three, top five best kits of all time, best shirts of all time, which is the vintage uh, Umbro Inter jersey. Um, where like you just you know we, we when we talked uh, with with Reese a few months back about like the marriage of 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 sponsor and team. Mm-hmm. There's just like there's nothing better than the than the Pirelli with the blue and black inner kits. There's really not like you know? they're, they're, they've that that was always classic, and it's a shame that it's not still a thing. And Instead, that, they had like a crypto sponsor last yeah, yeah, year, and no, it was just depressing. Right, right. and like, like the, Intercoin, the, the logos of the '90s, like these man, like these were art unto themselves, right? Sick. And Sick. now, uh, now you know this it's also just, has the collar. It's just a little sadder that that instead you get. Team viewer in a sans serif font. It's always going to really kill me inside that that team viewer is on yeah. the front of these jerseys. Yeah, it's at least an upgrade from the way that the team viewer logo looked last season. But most people would probably not even yeah. be able to notice the difference. And but that's at least, sad. Yeah. At least you're getting a super clean, like overlapped collar with a little mm-hmm. nice white piping on it. That's mm-hmm. super nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I did. This was I always that these ALD um, vintage drops are always crazy to me because stuff is selling out in like five minutes. It's like, how does anybody even have time to like see if something's their size? You could just, you know, you could just, I don't know, like go on a vintage site and find this stuff Prob- too. Probably so. Like, this stuff isn't that hard to find. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be photographed nicely and and come from your your favorite website, amelionedoor.com. Do you think they put it in like an ALD bag, like they do like the t-shirts <laughs> and stuff, or do you think you just get like a box in the mail with like a t-shirt? I, in I it? think I've seen somebody post like a like a brief unboxing of one of the vintage stuff, and it is packaged real nice. Okay. Okay. Comes in like a, it's like, it's full, it's, it's got some nice paper on top of it and like a little card that says it's from the Leon Dor vintage drop or what have you. So you I'm know, still, they, they try to give you a little something. I'm still but. in the Ame Leon Dor days of old where I'm shaking the box, hoping that a sticker falls out, but they haven't done that in probably five years. That's, it's, yeah. it's a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little sad. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, talking kits, talking, talking, uh, the inner, inner shirt being part of the, the Leon Dor drop. Streetwear brands, man, they're continuing. They're continuing to try. I think with more and more success, to like make the soccer shirt a piece of 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 the of the the fashion zeitgeist. They're finally using their brain, and they're finally taking iconic either jerseys or they're taking iconic warm ups, and they're just mimicking those and doing it in their own style. That's what people want. They want something that looks like something that was iconic in the past and that people see and they think of. If you showed me a little thumbnail of this Palace jersey, I would tell you that it was either Real Madrid's warm-up from like the uh, 
Galactico days or that it is a Argentina warm up right, from right. Looks like the yeah, looks 2000. very similar to some Argentina stuff. And sure. so it's just, it like it drives me it drive it drove me insane when these companies would just make these really bad looking kits that had no like inspiration from anywhere other than like oh we want this. No like reference point. No yeah. real reference point. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and these are so much better. We have the Stussy one that is just kind of a take on the 90s uh I think 1994 World Cup uh US men's national team. Yeah, and I believe if the comments are are correct that this is actually this is this is this is from 2015 oh really but, so this is old so i believe that this is old but they it's need still, to, but it feels very relevant i would buy this today right. if they release this on their website and it was not sold out already which it would be yeah yeah but i i'm really excited for this season barrett i'm really excited to get get my my kits back on i feel like i'm shifting out of um uh, you know, summer mode, and I'm shifting into like sit on the couch and watch soccer all the time. Mode. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say you're shifting into soup mode. No, I, yeah. I I will be in soup mode, but I need the I need it to be under 100 degrees. But right now, I'd be in gazpacho mode. Right, right. Not a good mode to be in. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody really likes gazpacho. No, no. Anytime I go to the <laughs> anytime I go to the store and I see that they have a cold soup available, I'm just like, well, this, this isn't this is like a smoothie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying. I'm a not paying seven ninety nine for yeah. a, a medium container of this at Central Market. I do. I was disappointed to learn that the Stussy one was vintage, and here's why. Because speaking of like how to make this work, you know, if 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 it's something you want to try to incorporate into your wardrobe, right? Two things I love about this one that I think make it a little bit more workable. One is the collar, which mm -hmm. you mentioned on the the vintage Inter jersey as well. And two, I really like the idea of a long sleeve one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it feels a little less performancey, a little bit less athletic, and more like like a rugby kind of situation. Yeah. And it just feels like a little bit easier to kind of casually pull off and not look like you're on your way to a to a match. If I am going to buy a stylish jersey at this point, I will always try to get something long sleeve before I get something short sleeve for that exact reason. Uh, Austin FC, it doesn't have a long sleeve version of their jerseys because no. it's constantly hot and right. that's understandable. If they would have had a long sleeve version, I probably would have gotten that before getting a short sleeve version. But they should, maybe they're just holding that in the bag for like, you know, I don't know. When we get our messy. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait till when we, get we our sign messy. Mbappe. Yeah, we get a, we get a messy, right? <laughs> like it's working for Inter Miami. We should get one too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can, get, dude. If Mbappe came to Austin, like I don't even know what I, I would I would be the happiest person on planet Earth. I would just be like, okay. I we, saw a rumor on 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 the Grom that that they're talking with MLS now. Oh yeah, yeah. There's rumors swirling about a lot of players in MLS. I think they're seeing the messy experiment. And they're like, hold on. Yeah. People are really enjoying this right now. Yeah. Come on over. Plus, all these guys, I'm pretty sure that, like, I mean, it, it's not unspoken or, or unwritten, but pretty sure that whatever team they join, they basically are getting a share of ownership. Yeah. Which is which is a nice, that's, like, the only way that you can make up. You got to get it while they're getting them good. a $700 million contract like, the, like mm -hmm. the Saudis are doing. You know, it's like, hey, this could be worth a couple billion. You never know. I think we need, like, Neymar, if you're listening, come, come over to Austin FC. We can grow the legend together. We can be Verde. McConaughey, we got McConaughey. I know. Don't you want to hang out with McConaughey? Do you think Neymar's like, oh, dude? I just, I would go to Austin FC. I just don't want to hang out with McConaughey all the time. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's possible. He's that's like, dude, possible. this McConaughey guy just always is hitting me up. Like, come over here. Come over here's, here. Okay, here's my pitch for 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 the Footy Stars coming over to Austin and okay. not choosing one of the major markets. Okay, nobody else to compete with. No. You go to LA. That's LeBron's town, man. Yeah, you know. Uh -huh. Like Miami, like Messi can be the guy right there, but like that's also guess who else is there? Hemi Butler. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. He's him. Mm -hmm. So you got mm -hmm. you got you got you got you got Jimmy to contend with, right? Who's he dating recently? 
famously, he dated Selena Gomez, but I don't think that was the most recent one. He was he was rumored recently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if someone comes he's to a, Austin, he's a commodity. He's a commodity right now. So, you know, that's so that that's the pitch is that if you come to Austin, you oh, just, Shakira. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you just you, you automatically usurp everybody, including even, you know, the McConaughey man himself, I would say. Yeah, you would have to. So, like, you, it, it would just be natural. You're just the, you're the king of the hottest city, uh, both both um, literally and metaphorically. Just immediately. <sighs> I'll take anyone. So we need one Euro star. We don't we have do. any right yeah. now. Yeah. I have a lot of the other teams have them. We need them. Well, on our Instagram, if you're a follower, you know that we solicited some listener questions from you guys the other day. And Barrett was kind enough to kind of combine these, mix and match them so that we could have some certain areas that we could hit. Where would you like to start, Barrett? Um, let's start with some formal wear. And I apologize. Uh, Instagram used to let you, or at least intuitively, let you look back at your old question stories and see all of the questions. But I couldn't figure out how to get back to that page uh, today, so I'm not going to be able to credit these questions to uh, to our to our lovely listeners. Um, but um, but you'll you'll know it when you hear it, and we very much appreciate uh, everybody that that wrote in and, and gave us some good prompts, good questions. Uh, there's all, obviously there's a lot of people asking for for fall content, fall trend watch, all that type of thing. As Will just said, we're on our 32nd or 33rd day of uh, triple digit heat. So it's just not time yet, but it is coming soon. We will we will get there in due time, very shortly. Um, but today, yeah, let's let's start with some, some. You know, my first kind of my my grouping here is formal wear, and I'm going to throw it to you because we're going to start with suiting. You just were recently on a lovely looking Michigan trip. I was honestly not sure how you came back from that. You Didn't know? want to. Had to be had to be tough to get off that plane and just get uh, inundated with the 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 blanket of heat. It's been a while since I've had a vacation <laughs> where I laid in bed on the final day and thought to myself, like, what if I just didn't go back yeah, somewhere? Yeah, you're not. You didn't have that last day sense of, like, yeah. I'm ready to get home. Yeah, it was like, do I need this stuff in my apartment? <laughs> or do I like, you know, highs of 59 at night right yeah, now more? Yeah. Um, so you did a little stay at the Grand Hotel. Yes. So I want you to just tell us a little bit about what the Grand Hotel is, what its dress code requirements are. How how you kind of kitted yourself out, and maybe what else what else you saw there, and uh, and and what you would suggest to a listener that's maybe uh, staying there very soon. The Grand Hotel is an historic hotel in northern Michigan on Mackinac Island, an island that is very old fashioned. Uh, there are no cars on the island outside of official you know government vehicles. Maybe police like there's probably like one police car and like whatever. You but take a ferry to get over there. You take a ferry to get over there. Uh, please take Shepler's Mackinac Island ferry, as that is who I ride for, uh, both personally and professionally. <laughs> and uh, you go over. I had never stayed at the Grand before. It's a very historic and iconic hotel, and it's very old fashioned. It's got some really interesting design that has really what I learned is that it's not very updated when it comes to those design elements. Like these are authentically old. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like it's dingy or gross inside. It just feels old and historic. Kind of, kind of like, like in a like country club way is yeah. kind of the vibe it was giving. Yeah. Yeah. And one that they just, they almost like enjoy like not updating it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so we had never stayed there before. And with uh, Sally being pregnant, we figured it would be a good place to have a, a, a night away from, um, my family and do a little baby moon. And so we went and I kind of forgot up until the the week before we were going that they do have a dress code. You have to wear a, a jacket after, I believe, 6 p.m. 
And so you really do have to kind of think about what you're going to wear, whether you're eating in the main dining room, one of the restaurants on the premises. We had a restaurant or we had a reservation at a very cool restaurant called The Woods that you have to take a horse and buggy to through these these awesome woods. I mean, it's so cool. And then you get up there and you feel like you're just in the middle of nowhere and you are at this crazy restaurant. And everything there kind of does skew preppy. Northern Michigan is very preppy. Every single guy at the pool with their kids was wearing vineyard vines swimsuit like swim trunks uh we i felt i honestly felt like an outsider not wearing something with vineyard vines on it to anyone in texas who's like who wears all this vineyard vines uh the people up north uh and so getting dressed for it i what i wore a suit uh my buddy brady friend of the pod uh attendee of the infamous nordstrom uh live episode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He also wore a suit. I would say that most people that go there usually wear uh, maybe a, a, just a sport coat okay, or a blazer. Uh, I think that's totally appropriate. I think that works, and I think that you fit in no matter what. But the one thing that I knew going in uh, was that this is a colorful place. This is not not like some buttoned-up place. People are all on vacation. It's brightly colored everywhere. Why not have a little fun? And so I went a little crazy. I went into my dad's closet, and I got a zany tie. I got a, a bright green tie with um, – some martinis on it, some shakers, some everything. And I had a little fun with it. And I thought I would maybe feel a little uncomfortable. I didn't at all. There were so many other people wearing the similar things and they weren't thinking twice about it. I was the one overthinking wearing a tie that was louder than what I'm comfortable with. But it's a cool place. I mean, they don't, they will kick you off the porch if you're sitting there not wearing a coat at 6 p.m. I mean, you'll just get, hey, what if they see you in the hallway? You're just like 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 if you step out of your room post six p.m. You got to have like a coat on. They like they see you. They fine you if uh, if you don't. They will just tell you like you need to go to your room and get a coat. Yeah. Okay. And if you're not staying there, they will just call you out. <laughs> there's a woman when we were leaving. There's a woman trying to enter the hotel, and uh, one of the people working at the hotel said, um, "Ma'am, are you staying with us?" And she said, "Yes, I am," because you're not supposed to actually enter the hotel without um, staying there. And the woman's, uh, the person working said, uh, may I see your room key briefly? Just, you know, pull it out. And she goes, no, I don't have it on me. And the lady goes, well, how are you going to get into your room if you don't have your room key? And she just, I've never seen someone freeze in that kind of situation <laughs> and just walk away and just wa- just with her tail between her legs Man. out of there. Okay. But it's a cool experience. I don't really truly understand how people can stay there for more than a couple nights because like it just kind of feels like a little too picturesque and mm-hmm. like, I don't know cookie cutter and historic it's you kind of just think about how old these things are but it was really fun to get dressed up and do something because northern michigan is pretty casual overall yeah the tie was cool by the way it really just kind of like it just i i I think you kind of cemented something i already had 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 been feeling which is that like the one and a half inch two inch tie she's gone right now Mm -hmm. like we're going back to the three inch it felt great it felt great it's really it's it's uh it's uh it's got like a like an ostentatiousness about it that i kind of like yeah like a like a foppiness that's almost kind of I've in, only, your, in I've, your face. I've only worn a tie at the Grand Hotel one other time in my life, and I, I feel like I should be embarrassed. Actually, we scroll up. This is very relevant. The tie that I wore the first time I ever went to the Grand Hotel for anything looked exactly like the mat, uh, like, like the, the comforter the right there. Yes, it was a Lily Pulitzer printed tie that I got from my buddy. I didn't even know they made Lily Pulitzer ties. I think he just somehow had one, and I was like, I need to wear this to the Grand Hotel, and it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that I've done that, like. I'm not going to wear like crazy ties all the time, but I'm not going to be averse to it. I'm, I definitely am going to go buy a tie that I don't have to go steal from my dad's bedroom at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you liked going suit? I did. Yeah. I over, didn't mind Over a sport coat. I just don't have a good sport coat at this point. The pro- you know what the problem with the sport coat is for me is that you also need a set of trousers. A great set of trousers. That like match it in either 
casualness or formality. It's way more difficult that, than tough. a suit. Like, you don't want to put on like, you can't just throw on like a really sharp navy blazer with like, you know, a pair of dockers. I've right? realized that like, like you need like 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 you, you just you have to make sure those two things match up if you're going sport coat. They have to complement. Yeah. I think it's almost a di- more di- it's it's a way more difficult thing to navigate than just getting a suit. Right. And and I I think part of the reason I don't gravitate I I I think Derek Guy is very smart on Twitter. I think he's like it's very impressive what he can put into a thread and make us actually learn something. Something that I really don't care about in style and I don't really do a good job with is formal wear, is the kind of suiting. Like that's just never been my my number yeah. one thing. Same. Like, it's, and so it's hard for me to speak on it in a way that someone like him could because he is so well-versed. I even look at photos sometimes because he will call out politicians. I mean, he definitely has a certain politicians <laughs> a he will call yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he'll call them out for their tailoring. And like when I look at photos of myself in a suit, I'm like, man – would he roast me? Like, would he roast me for this right now? And it's like, I don't know. And I also don't know if I care at this point. Yeah, I don't think he would. I, th- I, I think mostly what he is drawn to is like things that lack intention, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that did not have anything done to them, basically. Yes. yes. Um, and, you know, you're you're getting stuff tailored. You're making sure things fit. So, um, well, so I, I also want to tell a story. We're going to crank it up a notch with the formal wear and go full on tuxedos. And as I've talked about before, I've been doing a little shopping for a tuxedo myself. Uh, I was in Houston, uh, let's see, a couple weekends ago um, to to hit a few places that I don't have access to here in Austin. And one of the places that was really, really a long shot, really a reach, something I knew was, you know, pretty much straight up was going to be out of my price range. But I needed to go see it for myself and I needed to put it on and just see, see what happened. And that was I need I need say the words I needed to go put on the Tom Ford. Let's go! I was hoping you were going to say that. (laughs) And Will, um, I something happened to me in the Tom Ford store. You put your credit card down, and now you're going to be that (laughs) your wedding budget went up by twenty five percent. Yeah, now I don't have a budget for a wedding. (laughs) Um, Something happened to me that I I really like. I, I don't think it's ever happened to me in quite the same way as it did in the Tom Ford store. Which was beautiful and very nice, and the staff was 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 attentive and helpful and great to work with. But the Tom Ford tuxedo and shirt, for that matter, they rejected me. Well, and I'm not sure if you've ever had a, an, an article of clothing reject you, but it's uh, you you know it when it happens, and it was it was discouraging. I will say because generally I put stuff on and I'm like, okay, I could see how I can make this work. I feel it. Maybe I need a size up or a size down. But specifically what was happening with the Tom Ford is, and let me give a little bit of context uh, first. You think about a designer like Eddie Sylmain, who was at Dior and then St. Laurent and is now at Celine. And he is like known for, you know, pencil thin, super sharp, slim tailoring. Like you need to be, you need to be Brady size. You need to be six feet <laughs> and like 150 to, 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 to pull off and carry off his cut of suits. Brady's the guy in the Instagram that I posted, by the way. So if you want to go see Brady's, he was also a model. Brady also originated the white Negroni for us this summer. He did. I, I got to yeah, say Brady's, as well. Brady, so, we might just need to have him on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll get him down been, to Austin. He's been, he's been a fixture this yeah. summer. Um, uh, but, uh, but so you, you. You know, you go into those brands or those shops and you kind of know what to expect. But with Tom Ford, I always thought that it was a little bit more voluminous. It had like a little bit more room, a little bit more of like a V-cut with wider shoulders. And so it was really, really surprised that when I put on the, the I was basically very, very in between sizes at, at Tom Ford. My 46 or 36 is my usual size. 
and it was it was too big for me. And so I went down to the 44 and it was just like hugging me to 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 the point of no return, right? Were you relieved? I was relieved. <laughs> I was gonna say, like that's <laughs> so, like imagine like I did this with sunglasses recently. I went to I listed out all the stores and I went to them in uh ascending order of yes, ascending order of price. And I went to four stores before I went to Garrett Light. And when I went into Garrett Light, those sunglasses fit me perfectly. And I was just like, well, here I am. Yeah. yeah I'm just, yeah. this is the, like, this is why they cost a lot more because no, they fit it, perfect. It, to be completely honest, yes, that was actually a huge relief that I didn't even have to think about like trying to figure that all out and, and, and feeling, you know, and being disappointed when I inevitably couldn't. But it was just, it was, uh, it, it was, you know, I, I, and then like after the suit didn't quite work and didn't really feel totally right. It's beautiful, by the way. And the details, you want to talk details. I, I won't bore you, you with them all right now, but bore me. They, God, they think about everything. Everything is just like I need to go in. It's just so considered, and there's stuff that that I never even would have thought of like, on like a pair of, of suit trousers or the uh, the satin cuffs on a tuxedo jacket. Just like it's the works, you know. You get you're getting what you pay for in a, in a lot of those. Do you think regards. they just have like a a details guy? It's just like hey, I think they do. Cook, yeah, cook yeah. right now. Um, but after the suit wasn't working, I was like, well, what if I go shirt? Shirt's still gorgeous. I could have a. I could still have the label in in the back of something that I wear on my wedding day. And once again, it was like my usual shirt size, the shoulders are off of my shoulders, sizing down, and it's just like, I can't even button the neck. So I walked out of there, uh, and, and, and now I know that the Tom Ford, Tom Ford suits, they're just, they were not built for me. It, it, they, they, they kicked me out of the store. I mean, from a, from a pricing standpoint, it's got to be a huge relief. Yes, But it it's got to be really hard to deal with the knowledge that you might just not be a Tom I, Ford guy. I'm just guy. not a Tom Ford guy. Like, yeah, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. So I will never find, I'll probably never find out. <laughs> Unless, unless a big bag is dropped on me, I'm probably not going to find out. Yeah. But you know, I, until then, I will operate like I could be. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to it's nice to know that you could be. But um, <laughs> so I, I, we we did get a question about black tie do's and don'ts, and so I wanted to wanted to to pick your brain, see if you had see if you have anything that stands out to you. Um, you know, as far as like things you you either like or don't like when it comes to to getting dressed up in a tuxedo. I've come up with two do's and two don'ts. Okay. And some of these might be a little bit related. Uh, when it comes to black tie, I am not a snob about it because I know that it's tough mm -hmm. for some people. A lot of people have to rent their tuxedos, which they don't want to do because they don't want to invest in a nice one. A lot of people buy a cheap tuxedo or do whatever because they only wear it so many times. And I'm never going to knock anyone for doing either of those things. Um, I wanted to wear a tuxedo at my wedding. And so I bought my own and I have relatively maintained a similar build to when I got married. Uh, if, if anything, it's a little larger. It's a little more voluminous on me, which is not a bad thing right now. Um, right. Yep. But I always like to go a little more casual with pretty much everything. And I'm not saying to go super casual, but I am saying that you need to make it your own. And so like one of the things that you really need to do is add some personal flair. I don't know what that will be, but it, you need to think of some details for yourself to get excited about this. Whether it's the cummerbund, whether it is the uh, cufflinks that you're wearing, whether it's uh, maybe a little different bow tie, or you just have a detail that might be just the shirt, whether it's a flat shirt, whether it's got some type of fabric to it. I just think making it your own and and adding some personal flair will make you a lot more confident in a situation where the, it already makes you feel confident. And that's what I like about it. I'm not, I don't always love like outlandish things. Like I'm not saying that because you graduated from UT, you need to have a UT cummerbund. Sure, like sure. that's a little over the top for me, unless you're maybe going to a UT event. But 
I think that there is a little space for little tiny details. I'm not, I, I'm, I, I could never be a details guy at Tom Ford. I don't have it like that. But I do think that there is room for that. And so do try to find something that can get you excited about wearing something, even if you are renting it or uh, you bought something a little less expensive because you will feel a little better about it. Yeah. Um, so it, I'm with you on all that. And it's tough. It's it's a lot like when we try to talk about business casual where there's just – it's a uniform for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that is because it is – it's that that's almost like the intention of it is that it – that is that it takes away some of the the, the personality and kind of like evens everything out and everybody looks very very uniform and like they're attending the same event. Um, but it's always nice to find things that like feel individual or or that you've managed to kind of swerve in, in one direction or the other. Um, as far as like the you know kind of old head formal rules of of putting on evening wear. There, there's, there's a couple things that, that I, I like to mention. One of these, I think we may have touched on a few months ago, but if you're doing studs in a tuxedo shirt, those studs inevitably stop uh-huh. about halfway down. Yeah. And it, so if you're using the studs, you gotta have, you gotta cover up the bottom of the shirt with something. Either, that was my, that was my second don't. Either the vest or the, or the cummerbund. My yeah. don't was don't try to dress it down and make it incomplete. Yeah. There's a lot of things, like you just said, there's a lot of things that you have to do when you're wearing a tuxedo. And sometimes it feels over the top. It feels unnecessary. It just feels like weird. But if you try to dress it down and skip one of those things, you end up looking like you forgot something. Yeah. You end up looking like you're like, oh, I didn't pack my cummerbund. Right. And it feels ridiculous to wear a cummerbund sometimes. But what is even more ridiculous is when you go to a black tie event and you look around and you're not wearing suspenders and you're not wearing a cummerbund and you're missing buttons and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, the consistency here is kind of like a team mentality. Like it, it, you feel like an you feel like uh incomplete and that's not a good feeling. Yeah. Um well, let's see. Let's go back to you. What's what's another one of your what's your other what's your other don't? Uh don't my other don't was uh don't overthink it. It's just a dressy occasion where most people will be like drunk and stuff. So like if it, you don't have to have the nicest cufflinks. You don't have to sure. have Whatever. Like as long as it's stuff that you like or that you're comfortable with, it's not a big deal. But you don't have to overthink it all. Just do what the requirements of black tie are. And if you can find places to have fun, go do that. Yeah. But I I used to overthink it all the time and be like, I don't know. Like should I wear suspenders? Should I do this? Should I do this? And I just found myself like not really – having fun with it when I, now I think black tie weddings are like the greatest. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, another, here's another don't for you that I, that I think is part of like that old kind of like gentleman's handbook type stuff. Maybe it's just kind of old wives tale, but I really like the, uh, I like the thought behind it. Um, don't wear a watch. Oh, okay. What well, is this? Yeah. So the, the thought the the, the, the thinking behind this, the train of thought behind this is that if you're wearing a tuxedo, it is for a party, a gala, an event, Ooh. somewhere where you are having Ooh. fun and engaging with people. And a watch means that you're looking that you need to know what time it is. Okay. Essentially. Okay. And so not wearing a watch is is saying like I don't need to know what time it is basically. I love that. And so I that that that's something that I've always kind of, you know, taken to heart is e- even if you've got something really sleek and simple with like a black leather strap, it's just like you don't need it. We're here to have a good time. We're here to party till however late we want to. And I don't need to look at the time. Can you hit him with that pocket watch? Oh, well, of course you can hit him with that pocket watch. No, Randy, I, do you own a pocket watch? Uh, yep. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. No, I, yeah. I, I think this. I, I think it counts for 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 all. Um, you know, 
strictly time-telling devices. You can just leave all those in the hotel room. Don't wear an Apple Watch, please. And then, and definitely no Apple. Don't Watch. wear a digital yeah, watch. Yeah, take that. Take, take your Garmin off. Take your sure, Apple take Watch off. Take yes. your take yeah. your Whoop band off. Mm-hmm. Like I know you want. I know you want to see your strain score after hitting the dance floor, but like you just don't need to. Can I offer a do? Please get your own shoes. Getting your own shoes is a way to have comfortability, which in a tuxedo is always important. Getting your own shoes is a way to be a little more fun than just wearing the classic patent shoes and having your own shoes means that you can break these in a little bit while still keeping them nice and always be comfortable rental shoes are the worst yeah the one way that you can actually feel the most comfortable is by having some shoes that you believe in when you're actually wearing uh the tuxedo yeah um and so my, my other one was basically going to be about about shoes as well and that and that's just to say these days uh you know a lot of footwear is acceptable with tuxedos um, and a lot of people wear black dress shoes with tuxedos, which is fine. Just make sure they are super polished up. Yep. You know, yep. make them look as formal as possible. Basically, mm-hmm. you definitely do, don't have to go patent leather these days. Um, uh, and in fact, it's probably a little bit more. Mo- I think patent leather is kind of sneaking back in, but over the last decade, it's definitely been more modern to not wear patent leather. Yeah. Uh, footwear. So, but just make sure they're looking super sharp um, and 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 ready for a formal event. Uh, and the, the the last thing that I, that that I've got on the on my formal wear notes is, if you ever get invited to a black tie wedding and you don't have a tux and you don't want to rent, or if you get invited to a black tie optional wedding and you're not really sure what to do, like you're not like you don't want to match the groomsmen because you think they're going to be in tuxedos, but you're not sure just how formal it is. A, a look that I love is a dark suit with a black tie, and you are thereby fulfilling the requirements of. A black tie wedding, yeah, because you are wearing a black tie, yeah. Like, and I know I'm kind of I'm 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 twisting the the meaning of it there, but if you have like a charcoal gray or even a navy suit, just pare it down with a white shirt and a solid black tie, and you're gonna look super sharp, yeah, and 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 like you belong either way in yeah. either direction. And I've never really judged anyone for doing <clears throat> that. Like, it's just it's not something I'm gonna judge someone for. Yeah. Uh, you ready to move on? Oh, I have one last do. Yeah, let's okay. Get a pick and post it because someone once told me tux picks do numbers. And I don't <laughs> think they're wrong. I don't think they're wrong. I think that is I think that is a, a very accurate assessment of the situation at hand. How about some travel stuff, Will? Let's talk travel. It's top be- of mind for me. Yeah. You you you're you're a travel king. I just got back and I have no travel plans uh at all for the foreseeable future. Well, let's let's talk some travel. I'm wanderlusting these days. When you check a bag on a trip, and I know this is rare for you, but if you do, what are the essentials that you have to put in your carry-on? I've thought about this a lot. I have a very honed-in carry-on like f- plan at this point if I'm checking. If I'm not checking, then obviously it's just everything. Um, I've, I've separated it into four different categories, okay? okay? My electronics, just your, your distractions, the things that you need in there. Headphones, laptop, iPad, chargers. Chargers, yeah. I bring my laptop for work purposes. I bring my iPad for uh, leisure purposes and obviously need chargers. And head, like noise-canceling headphones for me are just non-negotiable on flights. If I forget my noise-canceling headphones, you might see me at one of those vending machines in an airport buying obscenely priced over-ear noise-canceling headphones. Uh, the next is uh, personal items. I never use either of these, but they make me feel good about myself. I always pack like a little journal or notebook and a pen. Okay. <laughs> have not. I've been doing this for about a year now. I have not once taken it out on vacation. Uh, this, these are more the necessities of the, these are my just in case things. Uh, toiletries, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant. And I have a little travel cologne that I like to travel with. 
I don't really know why. It's not like I'm going to cover that up and like if I smell bad after mm-hmm. a flight, I'm not going to like just splash that on and call it a day. But for some reason, I just have carried it around. Yeah. And then the final thing, and I think this is what I've gotten pretty good at uh, about remembering, is that I always try to bring a full change of clothes. It's I'm not saying it's like a nice change of clothes or anything like that, but just some if something happens. I spill something. If like we hit a bump in the sky and my coffee spills on top of me, like I want to make sure that I don't have to walk around doing that all day. Right. If I am dressed down for a flight and I have a feeling that we're not gonna be able to go to the hotel right away or something like that, I always like to bring like a normal pair of pants and maybe like a sweater in case I get cold or if I'm going to a restaurant after and I just need to quickly change in the airport or something. But having a change of clothes has been this security blanket that I rarely have to use, but I just love having that security. Yeah, I think that you 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 hit the essentials. Um, I like to live dangerously. Um, you know, I like to go to darkroom car bars, and I like to pack very little in my carry on when I check a bag, which I do. What is your carry on bag? Um, my carry on bag when I check is a backpack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so like the the essentials that I think we're kind of getting after here is a toothbrush, toothpaste, and one pair, at least one pair of clean underwear. Yes. I generally yes. I generally eschew the full change of clothes. But it, it's it's and I, I feel like that's probably because my travel demands rarely necessitate like needing clothes immediately when I arrive somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. I think that's that's the smart way to go if you have room. Um, I just never know. Like if if I check a bag and then we are going somewhere and they lose my bag, I like to at least know that I have two different things I can right. wear at any given moment. Right. If I have to go 24 hours without a bag, I can at least put on my dirty plane clothes to go get coffee in the morning before yeah. going to the airport and picking up my bag wherever we are. The I like that you mentioned the, the pen and paper. You said you just started doing that recently. I got a nice journal recently and uh-huh. I was journaling a lot in the beginning of the year. Uh, I was just mega anxious in the beginning of the year and I was like, I need to figure out any way I can get around this. And journaling became my thing. I have this dream for myself where I'm so relaxed on vacation that I bust out this journal that does not have lines on the paper. And I just start drawing something. And then I just sit there and suddenly I'm the dude drawing in his journal, but I just don't do that. Like I I just have this idea that I would like to do that. (laughs) It's embarrassing. Uh, Well, the, so the, when I was growing up, my dad always, always, always in a carry on had a legal pad and pens. And so that's something that like, I, like I do that too. Like maybe not a a legal pad these days. Maybe it's more of, of like a little journal or some type of moleskin or like even the notepad that you grab from like a hotel that you liked. Right. But that's like a kit. That's like a. I I rarely use it, just like you. But it's yeah. just something that I I've that, that he always did, and I just always like I just picked up picked it up. I think my dad did too. And that's uh and and that's in there too. Okay, you mentioned needing a couple of things in your bag, making sure you have two at least two things to wear in the case that your bag does get lost, which I think is a good segue to another question. Um, when you pack light, you know maybe a check in only, or maybe, excuse me, maybe a carry on only. How do you make sure that you have enough to still get some fits off? I think you just have to plan. Like it's just, this all comes down to planning. Yeah. This all comes down to honing in on exactly what you're going to do. You have to know the weather. You have to know the UV index that day. (laughs) You have to know the wind. You got to know everything so that you can know that when you get dressed for that thing, like you're going to be dialed in for it. It's, it's optionality. Yeah. It's packing two pairs of pants and two pairs of shirts and knowing that the pants, that each pair of pants goes with each Correct. shirt so that you don't have two outfits, you have four outfits, Yep. right? Yep. And then- the When we went to San Francisco, I have a pair of pants that I absolutely love, 
but I, I didn't even bother bringing them. One, because they're heavy and I just didn't feel like carrying them around the entire time. But the main reason was because they didn't go with the other stuff that I had. They were green pants and I had a green shirt. I had whatever. And I was just like, these don't, I, I would love to wear these the entire trip. They just don't make sense with anything I'm wearing up top. Yeah. It was just upsetting. The, the other thing that I think about with this question, somebody once asked me, uh, I think this was back in the, in the Club Cool era. They said like, what's a good way I'm like, I'm going to be at several fashion week events or I'm packing for fashion week. Like what's the right way to go into like, kind of like stand out or how, or, you know, how do I approach dressing for fashion week? And one of my suggestions was pick something really bold, pick like a very noticeable piece and wear it every day. You don't need three coats. You need one amazing coat because then people will start picking that up and being yeah. like, there's that dude with the badass coat. It's true. And it's okay. like, no matter what you wear under it, you're still, it's it's a new fit every day, even with the same coat on top, right? Yeah. And so even for like a tropical tropical vacation, right? Like let's say like the, it's it, it, it gets down to the 60s in the evening. Bring one awesome cardigan. Mm-hmm. You don't need you don't need to pack two or three. And then that's like your showpiece for the week that you're mixing through what's underneath it, but you always have like the kind of the showstopper on top. My favorite place to travel at this point, outside of going back to my hometown, is Laguna Beach. Part of the reason is the climate. I love what I can wear there, pants, sweaters, whatever. But I always know that like, okay, I'm going to bring this sweater and this is going to be my vacation sweater. And I'm going to wear this. Like if it gets cold out at night, I'm probably going to toss this on. And I u- will usually pack a nicer sweater that I that I own just because I, I want to look good. I want to feel good. And when you're on vacation, I always try to pack a little nicer than what I would normally wear at home because you're on vacation. And if someone looks at you and says like, oh, he's a little overdressed. It's like, well, whatever. Yeah. I'm on a vacation right now. It doesn't really matter. And and yeah, I like there's only so much room for like a huge sweater. And so sometimes, and this actually applies to this question when you're trying to pack light but still get some fits off. Sometimes if there's something that I want to wear on vacation that does not fit in my suitcase, I will put it in my carry-on and be uncomfortable and make like my carry-on feel huge by stuffing it in there just because I don't want to find myself in a scenario where I'm like, damn it, I wish I would have brought this sweater. A prime example of this was on uh, our last trip. I wanted to bring the Ame Leon Dort, Randy. Um <laughs> I wanted to bring the Ame Leon Dor uh, uh, kind of eyelet knit sweater, but it's really heavy. Yeah. It's really like big and it's kind of a cocky sweater. And I, But I still wanted to bring it because if I can't wear it in Northern Michigan, where else can I wear it? Yeah. And so I just shoved it into my backpack and on it your was, carry on, and on your carry-on. put it in the carry-on yeah, and yeah. I just wore it. Yeah. And it, I ended up wearing it on the trip and Definitely I was glad that I did it too. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Uh, well, what type of souvenirs or mementos do you like to bring back with you from trips? At this point in my life, not a lot. Yeah. At this point in my life, I don't do much. Uh, one thing I always do is I always steal a pen from any hotel we're staying at. Okay. And so yeah. I can always – we have a little uh, a pen one. holder in our place that I just do. It's a free – it's free outside of what you're paying for the hotel. <laughs> to that end, I like to grab matches at any cool restaurant yep. that offers them. Yep. Yep. But for me, at this point, it's little trinkets places. I don't like going out and buying something crazy – um, if it's not like, I, I don't like going to a city and buying something that I can buy in Austin. Right. Like right. we have a lot of good stores here. I can probably just go buy certain things there. And so it always has to do with wherever we are. And like, if there's a cool hotel gift shop and they've got like a cool tote bag or something like that, I will do that. Yeah. The, 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 this is going to sound super generic too. And I, we've really only done this from like two places, but if a spot has just really simple, classic, like white coffee mugs with a cool graphic on them. Like that's always a good option, mm-hmm. but grab two so that it's more of like a set instead of like a, 
you know, you and your spouse or whoever can yeah. like both have the same kind of mug out. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I like the tote bag idea. I, I like coffee mugs, but, but, uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm past buying the little like license plate keychains. Yeah. You're not ripping shot glasses. The shot the glasses. No. Yeah. I've got like the things that stick out in my recent memory that I've bought from a trip where I bought a robe from a hotel that we stayed at in London. Okay. And I loved buying that cause it had their little emblem on it. I've worn it to pieces at this point, literally coming apart at the seams at this point. Um, but I've loved it. I've truly loved having it. Uh, and we got a blanket from a hotel too. And that was kind of a cool thing. Like it was just like, oh, this is a really nice blanket. And then we saw it was for sale in their gift shop. You know what we're gravitating towards is stuff that's actually usable. Yeah. Like, cause we're getting old. Know, right. And it's, it's, it's pieces that remind you of a trip or a place that you really liked when you went on and that you get to have like kind of as part of your daily life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, you get out of the shower, your favorite robe is from the hotel in, in, in the UK that you loved. and Exactly. Had, yeah, right. And if I, if the pen that I have from that hotel uh, gets worn out, I'm probably going to find a little tiny like, insert and put it in there <laughs> and reuse the thing. Uh, yeah. I, well, another thing that I've actually stolen from hotels recently has been uh, sunglasses uh, cleaners. Like the little, whatever you'd call them. Like little microfiber? Yeah. Who's where, I've where? stayed at two hotels recently that has had their own microfiber things that have been in drawers in uh, either in, oh, interesting. either in a drawer okay. in the hotel and I was I was like oh that's nice I had one hotel and this is a nice touch uh <laughs> that uh I left my sunglasses on the bedside table and when I came back into the room after turndown service they had cleaned my sunglasses and put their hotel branded microfiber thing underneath my sunglasses and left it for me and I was just like, this is wonderful. Yeah. I cannot wait to steal this. That's class right there. Class. <laughs> such a nice touch. Uh, well, the last thing on the on the travel list here. Are Europe summers over? What's up with this visa stuff? What's it? Yeah, what is going on with this? Is it going to be hard to get a visa or is it just kind of like a process you have to go through? Um, as it turns out, not much. Okay. Uh, the, the, this was, the, the internet was kind of ablaze with, uh, with concern trolling. Let's see, I think like last week or maybe even the week before at this point, uh, because next year, Europe will be requiring essentially some documentation via an app or an online portal that says you are coming and comes with a price, which I believe is seven euros. So this is this is it's okay. a okay <laughs> yeah. Can you fit that into the Europe summer budget? Is I this think, this is still less annoying than filling out all the paperwork on the plane as you pull into Mexico. Like right. I, I hate when they start handing that out and you're doing that. I would much rather have an app where I can just do this and pay seven dollars. Yeah, this is it's it's a whole lot of nothing. It basically means that Europe is going to start tracking people coming in and out and who is coming in and out, and yeah. that you have to take and that you have to have a slight bit of planning. Um, this says it could take maybe four days to like get approved via the the app or whatever. Once it finally does roll out, it's not rolled out yet, by the way. So I don't need to go to like the English embassy before like you do not. No, you don't have to. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Um, it's just notable because basically it was just a free for all. Yeah. Before this. Yeah. Um, and now they are concerned with global trafficking and ter uh, terrorism and all this type of stuff is 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 back in the forefront of people's minds. And so they are, yeah, it's, it's called the E-T-I-A-S, if you need to know. And um, it's not even really a visa. It's basically just like a little certificate that says you have permission to enter the country for up to 180 days or something like I that. I think we can all deal with that. Yeah. I think so, we can. So no, no need to worry. Europe summer is still on, still popping. You will be able to go to the Amalfi Coast in 2024 without much change. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I almost said I'm unfortunately obligated 
to go back to Europe next summer, but I'm very fucking stoked that I I'm do, obligated I mean, if to I, go hey, back. Look, if I'm not obligated, I don't know if I'm getting over there. I know. The that's obligation the is amazing. And, and, and I think that's how – I honestly, I know people go for two-week trips or whatever – Everybody always has an obligation to go over there. Very, very, very rare do I encounter somebody that's just like, yeah, we're going to Europe for two weeks. Yeah. And then you start like picking away at it and then they kind of like casually acknowledge that, oh yeah, their buddy is getting married there. Mm -hmm. it's, all, it's always something. There's yeah. always, you know, that's, you need, you need the push. You need the excuse to get over there, you do. I think. You do. And it's a good thing. So there, I don't know if, thing. I don't know if you were intentionally doing this or not, but I'm going to force you to answer this question. It was any travel must-haves, either fashion or function related. Do you have anything that you just like have to have in your dop kit or in your bag at all that you just have to have to have in there for the comfort? Well, I've I've already spoken to my to my relatively recent fandom of the uh, the turtle travel pillow. Yes. So I'm just using the platform once again to say that it was a great investment at like forty five dollars. And if you have trouble sleeping on planes, you should try one. I will be getting one ahead so, of Europe twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So that that that's uh that's my new kind of like long haul must have. Um, and as far as like that 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 would be my my function one. Um, and then we kind of talked about the pen and paper, which I think is a fun one to have, uh, right now it's the New York times crossword app is another, is another function one for me. Like, that's just like my, that, that, that is, that's my app right now is, uh, is, is doing the, doing the minis and doing the crosswords mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. maybe a Sudoku if I, if I get kind of bored, um, on the fashion side, nothing really comes to mind as like essentials beyond like obvious ones like sunglasses. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything. Like, it's so dependent on where you're going. Yeah. The, what, the I have two things on my must-bring list. And these are two things that, since I've started doing this, I have thanked myself so many times. The first one is collar stays. There's nothing worse than realizing you get somewhere and you have, like, your stuff from the dry cleaner and they took your collar stays out and yeah. you just don't have any. So every time I go to the dry cleaner, I think to myself, do I have a thing of collar stays in my dop kit? If not, I need to get some right here. Or if I'm even, like, unsure... I would just do it, and it, that's where they live. They never leave. And a lot of hotels these days, like they, like they just don't have everything sometimes if you need it in the pitch. And the other thing that I always keep in there is a styptic pen for shaving. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Having one of those on vacation, because there's a lot, like, I, I don't know what this says about me, but sometimes when I'm shaving on vacation, uh, I'm probably going to go to a nice event or something. Maybe it's a wedding. Maybe it's a, just dinner, whatever. But if I'm shaving, I'm probably doing this before dinner, and I've probably had a couple drinks during the day. <laughs> yeah. And my blood is probably a little thinned out from having a couple beers or something at the pool. And, like, it'll bleed for 45 minutes. A styptic pen can just remove all that question mark from your entire life. And if you're a lady who's shaving your legs, Styptic pen. I mean, I feel like legs don't bleed as much as like someone's a guy's neck does. Yeah. But it's just a brutal thing to not to have to deal with on a vacation, especially if you're wearing like a nice shirt that yeah, you don't want to yeah. get something on. It's White, just yeah. those are the two things that I will not leave town without. So I'll I'll add two more that are dop kit related. One is a pair of nail clippers. Yes. These serve double duty because even if you're like, oh, I'm not going to need to cut my nails on this trip, they are inevitably, you probably or your or whoever you're traveling with has brought something new and they are going to need to cut tags off of something. And that is a great little clip to pull tags off something. I can't, great call. I, I, I probably cut a tag off of an article of clothing every single trip I've been on. Great call. From either me or 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 my significant other. Um, and the other is, is, is you kind of mentioned this already as well, but like, I don't wear fragrance regularly at, 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 uh, at home, you know, maybe for a night out or, or when the weather gets a little bit better, I'm, I'm, I'm more likely to do so, but I, I love having it on, 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 on trips. It just I've, makes me feel 
like I'm doing, I'm going the extra step to like look and feel and smell good. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I will even bring, like I have a nice deodorant that I will bring only on vacation. Like I just, that's my, that's my vacation deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. But those are really Love just it. the times when it's just me and Sally and we're just like kind of trying to feel special and yeah. it's a special vacation. Like now if I travel with the Fritz man, I'm pretty much like, I'm just in dad mode. I'm wearing sneakers. I'm wearing like, I don't care about what I look like. It's just like. You didn't even put deodorant on. Yeah. It's like, it does. None of this matters. I'm going to be sweating either way, chasing him like down the aisle of the airplane. So it doesn't really, doesn't really hold much weight. Is it lightning round time? Uh, I think we might have to jump to wish list. Oh, okay. 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 We got a bunch of good questions. Okay. Man. We, okay. We, that, this okay. Is, that's a, this, 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 I, we could go a whole nother hour just based off this, this lightning round that I think we're going to have to omit. I'm, I'm looking at this just to make sure that there aren't any I want to touch on as fast as possible. Okay. We can get around it. What's your favorite way to make coffee? Well, I'm about to talk about it in my wish list. Let's go. Um, yeah. So we can... Oh, uh, shit, Barrett. We, we can kind of... <laughs> we can kind of answer that one uh, as as we jump into the wish list. Um, my favorite way to get... Well, okay. I'm gonna just going to give you too much information. In the summer right now, I'm a I'm a cold brew only guy basically. Like I like 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 if I'm ordering or buying coffee from from somewhere, mm-hmm. and I love cold brew. That's probably my favorite way to ingest coffee. I do ice americanos at the uh, at the coffee shops. Okay. Um, at home, however, oh okay. Second thing, if it's if it's nice weather, if it's cooler, if it's winter, and I have time, I love getting a pour over at a coffee shop as well. Yeah, get get the special single origin down. Let that hoe bloom. Give me all the <laughs> give me all the botanicals and the tasting notes. Yes, I have time for all that. But for the last seven years at home, preparing it the night before, I have been using just like a classic Cuisinart fourteen cup drip coffee maker. Mm-hmm. Um, now I did uh, j- just in this last year graduate from being uh, a GSG, which is a grocery store grinder. So I do have a nice grinder, and um, well. The heating element of my Cuisinart recently decided to give out, and I've decided to make a massive upgrade, and that brings me to my wish list item today, which is an imminent cop. In fact, it just shipped today, um, and I have I, I've purchased myself a little a little splurgy coffee maker in the form of the uh, the the Technivorm Mocha Master. How did you get on the trail for this? Like, how did you pick up the scent for this? Okay. In the world, like basically once I started looking into grinders and people are big on like the fellow grinder and they, and then they really like the brand Barazza and there are a few others out there, but then it's just like one step away from like, okay, well, what's the best way to make your coffee? And everybody that that's like, you know, that that's a real coffee snob is taking the time generally to like do some type of pour over yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I, I, I need to be able to hit a switch. Yeah. Um, but I was ready to start getting a little bit more from, you know, I'm buying nicer beans now since I'm grinding them at home and I needed, I I needed to step up and I wanted something that, I mean, this is retail therapy, man. I want it to look awesome sitting on the counter and this hurts this, uh, that basically this is the Mocha master has not really changed design since it released in 1974 or whatever. They're all handmade in the Netherlands. They come in incredible colors. Uh, I went with the juniper myself. Uh, but, but please look at the, uh, this, um, this Vespa adjacent pistachio color, which would just be, be phenomenal as well. You're breaking my fucking heart right now, Barrett, because I just bought a new coffee machine that like, (laughs) I'm not super into, but like, and, and like, I could have just done this. Like, this is so much cooler than what I bought. Now now this is like this. Nobody needs this. When, when you're doing your research, 
what frequently pops up. Yeah, is I don't. That, I don't get to this level when I'm doing is, my research. Yes, and like many, many like chefs or like places, you know, people that know what they're talking about are like, you know, what the best coffee maker is? The twenty dollar Mister Coffee. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there's like there's that whole kind of like like lo-fi <sighs> mm-hmm. thought process as well. Yeah. But look, I, like I won't lie to you. I had a little credit burning a hole in my pocket. See, I, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I went straight. I went straight selfish mode of like, oh, I'm getting these expensive pieces of clothing, and you went like very practical. Like this is going to enhance my life every single day. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that this just makes a great cup of joe. I hope I hope next week or or the week after I'm I'm sitting down reporting to you that that this has just changed my cough my at home coffee brewing routine, and that uh, I'm just cranking out. Barista level, you know, cup cuppas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous, Barrett. Great work here. Thank Great you. work. <laughs> I'm switching my wish list item because my first <laughs> wish list item was something that I was never going to actually purchase. It was just a joke, which was the new Loewe sneaker slides. They, they're nice. They, they are, are nice. They are I nice. like them. Yeah, so, yeah. I wish I could wear those around the house all the time. I just don't have that kind of money on me. Um, so what I'm going to do instead is I, I'm looking to uh, to make a shoe switch. Uh, usually, I like to buy one pair of nice, you know, active sneakers, a uh, pair of active sneakers like every year. I'm not at that point yet. But something I've enjoyed doing in the last couple of years is – uh, buying a new pair of Vans. And they have a very easy custom Vans function on their site. And I just love doing it. Uh, I'm actually wearing my Vans right now that I'm probably just going to mimic. Randy saw me doing this before the episode. But these are kind of just cooked right now. They don't look great. And I have some red wine stains on them. But I'm going to do another custom pair of uh, upgraded Vans for myself. Wait, so I'm sorry. The ones you have on are custom. They are custom, okay. yeah. I like I like having minimal, but I also love a gum sole. They don't have that many gum soles on the van site. Got it. They might have more, but as of two years ago when I first started doing the yearly custom, uh, they did not have a ton of gum options. And so what I like to do is I like to go through and they have like a tan color or like an off-white color. And I just hit everything off-white, gum sole, whatever. Um, I don't know what style I'm going to go with. I think I might go with a little more padding on these new ones because okay. I, I want to. I want them to last a little longer yeah. and be a little more comfortable. Whereas these are essentially just like glorified like shitty boat shoes. So you're saying you might go skate era instead of regular era? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I mean, that way you can that way you can hit the longboard on them too, you know? And yeah. Not, and not have any fear of, of, of being in improper footwear. I almost broke my wrist recently <laughs> when I decided to take the skateboard out of the back of my car and uh, take a quick rip in some Birkenstock clogs. And uh, it, it almost ended badly. And I ended up just walking back to the car with the board under my arm and just putting it back because <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't bear it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Sally would be super happy if you broke your wrist right uh, right now. Especially, yeah, that yeah. she'd be like, "What? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Maybe I should put the skateboard <laughs> away for a little bit. Maybe I should just use it for moving purposes." But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some custom vans soon. Uh, maybe I'll get a little crazy with it, but I'm probably just gonna go really boring and and straightforward. It might be the most dad thing you've ever said on the podcast is that you're using your skateboard for just moving purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, hey, yeah, can we put this mattress on it and roll it to the to the, the elevator for moving? Oh, it's sad. Those are kind of sick. Yeah, Did you just? You just dude, these dude, yeah, I'm just cooking the kitchen, man. So I thought yeah. a really, I thought a funny thing. I, I would take the right group of guys to accept this, but I was thinking a funny uh, fantasy football punishment would just be like you have to do the random uh, Vans <laughs> creator and you have to wear those for like a month straight. Because like, just click like you can just click random Wait, at the where's, top. Where's I think. random? Where's um, random? 
bottom at the bottom right underneath it says randomize nope right here yeah, right there randomize yeah so you can just click randomize and it just oh gives my you a, god so like wouldn't this be a funny like you have to wear it for the month after you lose yes. and you yeah, have to send is, receipts yes this I, is good i think it's funny that's this is a good one and that's like a was a hundred bucks right yeah it's so a hundred dollar that, that's, that's a good punishment that's a good you know monetary punishment for yeah. losing your fantasy league yeah you know? and, and at any point during Not the day crazy. someone can text you and say let me see your feet and then you just have to show them your feet that that's a that that's a good one will yeah, yeah. I, I i was enjoying that idea the other day when i was going through i i pressed random once and i was like oh these are god awful but <laughs> i've like i'm impressed that they would at least like they would allow you to do that <laughs> yeah yeah okay all right all right. I think that's all she wrote today, Barrett. Okay. We went long today. You love to see it. The boys are back in town. All right. Well, we will uh, we will be in in touch very soon. We might have some changes around the Retail Therapy Universe. Uh, so stay in tune with those. And uh, just keep an eye out at retail.pod. Barrett, any closing thoughts? No. Another wonderful episode in the books. Um, yeah. See you guys soon. <laughs>